Okay, hello and welcome back, everyone. This is Ben Chiriboga, the Chief Growth Officer here at Nexel, coming to you with another This Legal Life, where we get into all things relationship, people, change management, toxic relationships. Yeah, we talk about everything here. It's all about the one thing that drives relationships in legal, which is relationships. And today I am very, very excited to be sitting down with Valerie Brennan. Val, how's it going? Welcome to the This Legal Life podcast. Hey, Ben. It's good to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, so I'm excited. We're going to be talking about establishing strong brand identity. We're really going to be driving into this idea of brand, which, you know, I think is an incredible topic because, um, you know, in a world where a lot of things are starting to seem very same, especially on the on the practice of law side, um, you know, brand and brand identity and client experience and client centricity and all the rest of it is really starting to be kind of the differentiating factor. So I'm excited to uh, to tap in to your knowledge. Uh, but first, before that, why don't we get a little bit of your bio? Um, we met at MPF uh, a couple months ago. It's been fantastic yeah. to kind of be part of your network. But yeah, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so thanks. Um, so I am the Chief Marketing and Business Development Officer at Munger, Tolls & Olson. I love it. We have been fully engaged in strategy and just transforming our department and the way we serve our lawyers and business development and also just, just what we do. So it's been an amazing journey. Uh, I've been in legal for a really long time. I started my career as a lawyer, as a litigator, um, moved into in-house counsel at a startup that I co-founded. And after that, uh, after that journey, I said, what could I do with myself, right? I have all this legal experience. I have all this business experience. And that's how I found my way to legal marketing. So it's a little bit about me and kind of my professional journey. And it's been really fun. And I look forward to to lots more in the future. Yes. And I'll just say this, you know, I, I met Val at... Um, at MPF, we had a great conversation, and you know this doesn't doesn't come across in the LinkedIn, but you are a fantastic listener. I'll just say this: you, uh, we had a great conversation and uh, a real personal one to one conversation. Um, and yeah, you're a fantastic, really uh, fantastic, fantastic listener. And um, yeah, I'm excited to to go into this brand uh, thing. Before we do, you want to plug the uh, the 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 venture. Uh, uh, startup that you started. It's uh, it was a matchmaking. It was very cool. Uh, I think you know this kind of journey from lawyer to founder to into legal marketing is always really really interesting. And I know like you know having done it myself, you learn so much how to balance and moving from like lawyer to business. It's like you almost have to have like a lobotomy basically to like switch <laughs> or like add to your brain or something. But yeah, tell us tell us really quickly before we jump into the topic because it's so interesting always. Yeah, yeah, you nailed it. I mean, literally, right? Like yeah. when we talk about startups, we talk about agility, and and yeah. that is not limited to the business; it's your brain, right? Because you have to do a million things as a startup founder. So it's really, really, it is a a shift. Um, but yeah, so the the company it's still running. It is a speaking of relationships, since that's why wow. we're here. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a dating site, so oh that God. was amazing. pretty amazing. But you know, I kind of think that what I do and what we do in in legal marketing and business development and strategy is about relationships and connecting. So in in some sense, it's not at all different from what we do every day and helping our lawyers connect with clients. So amazing. Yes. Yeah. 
Wow, you are um, you are the second person that I know who's in legal now, uh, who started a startup, a tech startup around um, around matchmaking and around what? dating. Yes, Vi oh, yeah. uh, Jimmy from who's the co-founder now of Legal Geek. If you know that like brand, they yeah. do they do legal innovation stuff. Before he got into all of that, he was he was doing a um, a matchmaking uh, and uh, dating app over in the UK, and then sort of I have no idea and then just got into legal and legal innovation and now has built up that entire legal geek oh. brand. So, well, so I'll funny. <laughs> right. I'll have to connect. I'm very curious. Uh, very, very odd coincidence. So very odd. Connect. Yeah, so I'll put you guys together. That would be interesting. Yeah. But we, we, we can do something about uh, uh, dating relationships in legal. Sometime maybe we'll have you guys back on the podcast. All right, yeah, so I mean, let's jump into the substance today. So, um Let's start off with uh, kind of the topic. It's really around establishing a brand identity that uh, clients can trust. To kick us off, you know, before, you know, what, what do you think about the idea of brand today? When, you, when I say brand in legal, what do you really, what do you sort of think about? Uh, why do you think it's important? Is it overhyped, underhyped? Yeah, give me, give me, some, give me some high level thoughts. Yeah. So what I think about it, uh, what I think about brands. So for me, I think the brand is just the essence of what you do for your clients. And so it's kind of a big amorphous, broad topic. Um, but I think a lot of lawyers and a lot of people in general, I think when you say the word brand, there's, you know, one thing or two things that they think of logo and tagline. Right. Yeah. And I think those are obviously elements of your brand, of your visual identity, but it's not who you are. Right. So I think really when, when I think about brand, it's just getting to the core of what you can do as a law firm for your clients and how that aligns with your client needs. So that, that's what I think of with brand. And um, yeah, and those are some pretty deep questions, although totally. they sound very simple. <laughs> I know. No, it's true. It's uh, there, depending on how you look at it, it can be a very superficial question because you can just say, right. it's a logo, or it can be literally the deepest question, which is how do we actually do everything? Um, you know, I just got back from Lasso and uh, the LP way um, was something that uh, that we kind of learned um, how to from Levenfeld Perlstein and um and you know their whole ethos and that was that that could be defined as 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 brand basically but it really sort of was a set recipe book for how every single person kind of showed up in front of the client so i yeah, just wanted to plug that you know it's 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 to your point it can be very superficial or it can be very very deep depending on on how much you look at it so why don't we go into maybe question number one which is uh, establishing a strong brand you know um I think that sometimes, uh, but put me, put me in my right place. You know, it starts with like, you know, what's, what's unique about, what's unique about the firm uh, and what's the unique proposition for the firm. Um, and then working from there to maybe sort of the target audience. Uh, but yeah, what, what would be kind of like the first step in your book in terms of starting to define the brand? And I'm almost positive that you're going to say it's not the logo colors, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, uh, you're absolutely right. Uh, it is not the logo colors. However, logo colors mm -hmm. are a derivative of how you feel, right? Because color evokes a feeling. So, so I actually think there there is a relation, and your, totally, your logo should totally. have a feeling, right? But yes. no, I think to to kind of get to the core and to the root of who what your brand is. I mean, there's really there's actually a tool that that I absolutely love um, that. 
I've adapted in my own practice. Uh, it was a corporate, it's a corporate identity matrix that, mm. that was published on um, Harvard Business Review a couple of years ago. And what I love about it is it encourages companies and, and law firms really, um, as, I've, as I've adapted it, to look at two tracks, right? You look at these internal questions, kind of mission, vision, culture, who are we, right? And, um, and then you look externally, and it's more about client value proposition, client relationships. How do our clients perceive us? And also, how do our competitors perceive us? So it's a really amazing tool. And I think, again, these are to your kind of your theme that you mentioned about simplicity. But there's yeah. beauty in the simplicity because it just evokes conversations around who a firm is and who their attorneys are. So it's really it's a really amazing tool. And I could talk about it for hours. So, but I'll yeah. Stop. <laughs> for sure okay very cool maybe we can put that in the uh, show notes that would be fantastic yeah. to actually hear that if you could if you could um if you could plug that 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 sounds incredible all right so you know you mentioned vision you mentioned mission sometimes there's this element of you know how do you talk about what we do and um people who know me well know that i'm in love with stories because stories i think basically are the uh, medium through which um, human beings basically learn anything. Obviously, you're out in you're out in LA, which is basically the 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 nexus of storytelling and myth in the United States here, basically, or possibly the world. You know, the the story factory of the world. How do you how do you think about the idea of stories and how you sort of communicate the mission and the vision and using kind of storytelling in that in that capacity? And how does that then relate? sort of to brand. Is that, is that part of it? A hundred percent. I think mm. stories, our story, right. As, mm -hmm. as a law firm and each law firm has a story. And I think that story is told through the voice of the client, right. The voice of the client's experience with the firm. And so I think understanding what your clients say about you, how they perceive you, what are the reasons that keep coming back, right? I, I think having a strong um, voice of the client, I mean, that will, that will tell the story. So that's one part of it. And I think the other important part that's often overlooked um, is also the attorneys, the talent mm -hmm. in your firm, and the professionals as well, right? So why did they come to the firm? Why do they stay there? What makes them, you know, come into work every day and be, be committed? So I always think of law firms as this two-sided marketplace, right? You have two mm. constituencies, your clients, of course, and then also your talent. So coming up, I think the stories have to be in both lines and, and merging those stories will, will really tell you, you know, who the, who the law firm is. Right. Wow. Nice. Uh, two-sided marketplace. Very, very, very startup yeah. tech founder. Very startup right? Yes, right. I'm sure you right. Know. Yes. Yes, he got the you lingo. Got podcast on that, too. Wow. Totally, <laughs> totally. Oh, yeah. man. So good. Yes, very good. Cool. All right. So we have one more topic maybe around starting to establish a brand identity. You know, I think I'm going to ask you this, and, you know, because I just got back from Lasso and it, and there was kind of like two topics, which is one, you know, sometimes on any initiative, let's say on any rebranding, strategic focus, strategic account management, um, you know, client feedback surveys, 
it, it really, on the one hand, there was there was things like, okay, can can we assemble the data? Can we get the can we get the right um, can can we get the right thing so that we can actually do it? Uh, but the second was really around kind of like executing and and then driving execution and continuing and going back to that uh, Lemonfield Perlstein, you know, um, I spoke to this to the former CEO and uh, what she said was, you know, it's all basically about continually repeating repeating, repeating, and getting it kind of down. So that's a whole setup to basically just say whenever it comes to kind of establishing brand, I kind of feel like it's not ever a one and done sort of thing. It's really a, well, you've established it. And then what do you do to sort of make it stick, make it basically part of the of the conversation in everybody's heads? Anything practical that you sort of run across whenever it comes to, okay, we have a brand identity, but here's how we keep it consistent all the time and keep on driving. You have any ideas? Uh, or any thoughts around that? Yeah, I do. I do. So I, I think a couple of things. So I think having an internal communications plan is really mm, important. Yeah. Multiple touch points in the firm. And I think you can't, you can't depend just on one medium. It can't be just email or just town halls, right? So having a comprehensive internal communication plan that reiterates the core messages of your story, of your culture, who you are as a law firm. So I think that's important. Number two, I think with the external communication plan, it's important to also weave those into the messaging. But beyond that, I think also ensuring that the plan actually ties to those core points in your your brand story, right? So if your brand story is about being a litigation firm that only handles the most difficult cases, that should be how your external communication plan is structured. It wouldn't make sense to be focusing on other things. So I think really um, communication is key. So the internal plan, the external plan. And then I do think, so So you said, you know, consistency. Yes, I think having consistent and clear, visible messages. But I do think that there is some iteration that has to happen along the way, right? So mm, you kind of alluded yeah. to this, right? Where you kind of, you go out, you test your brand, and then you you just keep repeating. But I think part of that repeating is pivoting too, right? If, if you find that, Maybe the brand uh, messaging or the brand identity that you had 40 years ago is no longer really fitting who your attorneys are and, and what your clients' needs are. I think having the open conversations about that and structuring that into your annual strategic planning review, um, having an annual review of those messages, I think is really, really uh, important. Yeah, I um, I really like the idea of adding in this pivoting because the truth is, you know, culture... It, your clients change, their mm -hmm. values change. We see that happening a lot, right? I mean, D, it's just a fact. D, D, E, and I, and ESG were basically not client considerations 150 years ago because you know we've learned a lot since that time, and we've you know we we've learned some things and all the rest of it. So you know, to to that end, it's just a point that you know the client change what's valuable to them changes, and also your own comp your own firm changes, right? It's like you know, in some sense, you still see these a lot of firms that are sort of relying on the fact, you know, the quality of the initial founders or the initial partners. Are and I think that there's always room for that. But, you know, in that capacity, uh, the firm has also changed from the perspective of uh, what it's trying to deliver, what it's trying to get done above and beyond these founders. So I don't know. It's just it's just it's just a comment on that. You know, it's, it's like there's room for it's not an either or it's like a it's like a yes. And yes, we have 150 years of experience and 
end, you know, we're also continually keeping our ear to the ground whenever it comes to what's important to our clients and, and kind of ri rising to that. Um, yeah, what do you think? Sort of makes sense? Is that kind of, kind of the point? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So I think, you know, I, I love the, the concept of a flexible framework, yeah, right? Totally. So, so your strategic plan, your brand identity, it should always be flexible <laughs> and to your point, responsive. Yeah, totally. Okay. So let's, um, that's, that's high level brand, um, ideas and the importance creating flexibility, making sure that, um, it's always kind of a two-sided marketplace, really good stuff. So, so, uh, so far, why don't we move into this idea of establishing trust? And I thought maybe a good way to kick us off was, you know, kind of thought leadership, content, establishing authority, but yeah, I think maybe just let's go into external communication and kind of getting this idea of establishing trust through a good brand. You want to kick us off with some sort of initial concepts about how to kind of communicate a uh, brand and this idea out uh, to, to the market and to clients. Yeah, absolutely. So, so there's a lot of tools and there's a lot of different approaches, but I think when I kind of group all the, the things you can do, right. So, so mm -hmm. you kind of, touch on this right thought leadership. And, and I know you and I have talked about blogs, articles, public speaking, conferences, all of that, right? Yes, right. And, and the list goes on. Um, but I think when you you kind of break down um, just how you build trust and, and loyalty and all of that, I think it's four steps, really. So it's the first is you have to figure out what types of thought leadership, what types of activities can bring awareness about what you do as a firm. Right. So those could be things like general speaking engagements, writing articles. Right. And then I think the next step is really consideration. How do I get a client to consider our firm as their go to counsel? And I think that's a little bit more of kind of more intimate activities. Those would be things like going to a client, conducting a CLE, going to a client and asking for client feedback in a formalized way and not just a survey. And then I think the third stage is really engagement, and that's yeah. pitching. I see so many law firms um, be very reactive in pitching. And I think there's a huge missed opportunity for proactive, proactively going to the client and saying, hey, we have this incredible fill-in-the-blank practice, right? And we want to do your work. Here's more. Meet our lawyers. And so I would say the fourth stage then is loyalty, right? Because once you have a client, it's critical to nurture those relationships. Yeah. And this is the stage where I think client feedback really comes into play to understand what type of thought leadership, what types of activities do you need to continue to do to earn the client's trust? Because I do think it's about earning it time in and time out. So yeah. that's kind of the four buckets uh, with with hundreds of activities that can fall under any of those categories. Oh my God. You just laid out, you know, cause at the end of the day, you know, I love, I love running companies and building and all of that kind of stuff. But deep down inside, I'm just a marketer and you just laid out the perfect marketing uh, funnel, you know, from awareness to consideration to engagement. And then the most important of all, which is loyalty and establishing loyalty. And to your point from our first kind of like pillar, which was, you know, your brand is only as good as the way that your clients talk about you. And that kind of goes into this yeah. loyalty piece, right? Because if they truly are loyal, they will talk about you and they will spread that message for you. And there is no better message than the one that's coming from your clients and happy clients, basically. So anyway, that was incredible to sort of like uh, lay out that framework. And to your point, yes, within that, it's like you can do all of these things, but 
if you don't have that framework and you don't have that marketing funnel in your brain, then you might be doing you might be taking the wrong shot at the at the wrong time. Effectively, you might be doing um, a webinar that maybe really should be around awareness rather than something like uh, like engagement. So um, I think I think that's really really key in that in that context. You want to say anything else? Uh, maybe let's let's make it like let's bring it up to like twenty twenty three and like maybe make it a little tactical. So okay. you know what's the what's the state of what do you feel like is the state of the market whenever it comes to clients today? And, I, and I'm just going to try to set this up, but bear with me for, for two seconds because ch- clients change as well. And how you develop your trust uh, is really changing. So I'd like to get your feedback um, and your thoughts on what do you think, where do you think the mind of the client is at right now? But, uh, but before you, you, you get there, you know, I, again, I got back from Lasso yesterday. So uh, sorry, great plug for Lasso here. I hope, uh, I <laughs> hope, you, guys, I hope you guys are all, but they really great. I know great, great content, and I got the chance. Uh, they did a they did a set with um, Mark Dixon, who is um, the author of the Challenger Sale, and um, cool book. You know, it's just kind of like an iteration on on the different type of selling. There's Medic Challenger, et cetera, et cetera. And you know, he did this thing specifically on the lawyers who are doing exceptionally well in business development in the current market today. And they basically, again, let's use buckets. Everybody everybody loves buckets. Um, they said that there's four types of lawyers. Say. The first is the expert. The expert is the person who just basically says, I'm the best person here and kind of waits for people to come to them. The second person was the truth teller. And that's the person who just basically says, I'm going to tell you what's what's um what can be done and what cannot be done uh at this point in time and the way that i'm going to win you is by effectively just telling you like it is the third was the lawyer who kind of it challenges challenges the client a little bit um in the business development which is no you don't want to do this you want to do that kind of thing and the last and the one that's that's doing the best and here's how i'm going to get into the question the last type of lawyer that's doing the best in this environment today is the lawyer who's constantly trying to create kind of like win-win situations for the client. In other words, if that person, if she's not the best attorney to, um, to do your job, she's referring you to another, another lawyer and making sure that that relationships. So it's almost like a relationship manager and making sure that the, the client is always in a win-win situation above and beyond sort of like legal anyway that was such a long long sort of like setup but it's just this case like what's winning what do you think is like what do clients really want in a very well you know it's it's a challenging environment right now what do you what do you what do you think about that Gosh, I, I love I love that fourth category you just mm, described. Yeah. This this win win. I'll call. It, I don't know. Was there a name for it? I, yes, not, uh, right? the act the activator lawyer basically, the and activator. the activator is constantly activating new yes. new situations for the client. It's going out there and just saying like, how can I be of more service to you at this point? I in love time, that. Effectively. Yeah. Okay. I love activators. I feel like that was also, I think in that book, Strengths Finder, that was one of yes. those personality traits, right? So, yeah. 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 So I think I, I do agree with that framework. I think mm-hmm. that um, activator, you're, you're right. People, and I think it's not just clients, right? We as people, I, I totally. love, right? When we feel a win-win, when, when someone's thinking of a mutually beneficial outcome, 
I think that there that that just makes everybody literally win, right? And I think you said this earlier. You said a, a phrase that just kind of always resonates with me. But you said um, someone who's kind of looking, uh, kind of anticipating challenges, looking around the corners. I'm paraphrasing what you said, yeah. but I think that's also part of that personality, that activator, right? So totally. it's the person that's kind of looking out for the client in advance and saying, "Hey, look, we, you may be facing this issue." Our firm might not be the best you know, person to hand, or group to handle this, but you might think about this other law firm, right? I, I think that there's something amazing in that because A, it is, all, it is being very transparent and people, people value that in general. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, and then also it's just rising the tide, right? I, I don't think you know, law firms, there is some value in collaborating with your competition, right? So I, I think that's incredible. And, and I do agree. I think that's a, just a growth-oriented mindset that everybody wins. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, totally. You know, the growth oriented mindset. I'm, you know, it's so funny. I told you off camera, I told you off camera, though, I have to, I have to say this, you know, I, I'm getting work done right now on my house. I told you off camera, but, and the, um, and the person who's, who's doing it has a shirt right now that says growth or growth mindset. Basically growth mindset oh is everything. God. I know I'm crazy, right? <laughs> So oh I know, I know. I can't wait to tell her after. Um, the stars yeah. are aligning. The, tra- the, the stars are seriously aligning. Trace, Tracy is Tracy is the best. Um, if you yeah. ever need a great handy woman in uh, in St. Pete, Tracy is amazing. Um, okay. Contact info in the show notes. Right? I know. I will totally. She's a uh, she's a mural artist slash handy woman. Oh, so she's she's amazing. super cool. Yes. All right. So let's uh, so let's wrap this up. I'm, I've taken uh, I've taken more than enough of your time. Um, so why don't we go through, uh, kind of client experience and brand and, um, yeah, I'll just sort of open it up with this, but I think it's like, God, client experience can mean so, so, so many things. Um, but maybe we'll, maybe we'll start on tactical, which is like getting client experience in the form of feedback, in the form of testimonials, and then sort of taking that and iterating uh, and then eventually being able to use sort of client testimonials to enhance brand basically within the context of the market. So yeah, that's, that's not a question, but I'm sure you'll say something great. You know, what's, what's the thought around sort of client experience, getting better client experience, and then maybe turning those into, into testimonials and using that. Yeah. Go. Yeah. Let's start with that. Maybe. I like it. I like it. So for me, I I mean, I said, you know, voice of the client, I think in response to your first question, I'll keep saying it because everything as law firms that that we do should really start and and end with the client. Um, And so I think with that, what's really important is collecting client feedback in a formalized way um, and, and actually using that feedback. Um, so, so we uh, at my current firm and at my previous firm as well had a very strong client feedback program where we collected it in specific categories in which we were focused on growing, improving the law firm, right? And so I think having that type of very intentional client feedback, collecting it, systematically discussing it, right, and asking what can we do to, in response to this feedback, I think is very, very important. Um, I also think that through client feedback programs, it, you understand what your client, I, I think there's some, um, I don't know if it's, I, I guess it's a term, right, that people are using more today, right, like client experience or client journey, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm, and yeah. so you can map out your client's journey, right? So from intake <laughs> to growth 
to loyalty, right? So I, I think that's really important too, because you can understand how does the relationship evolve over time? And once you have that client journey, you can figure out how you can better serve clients at each part of that journey. So yep. um, I, I'm thinking another visual here, I think very visually, so I can, same, I can send you same. something to drop yeah. into the show notes, but there's definitely um, a client journey map. But I also think too, I will say this, it is one size fits one. So every firm's client journey or client experience is going to look a little different just because what you do and what firms do for clients is different and the level of service you provide is different. So again, yeah. I think there's probably like a general framework, but you need to customize it, you know, as a managing partner or as a chief strategy officer, mm -hmm. you need to customize it to, to your client's actual experience with your yeah. firm. Cool. All right. So let's, um, let's from there, let's go into testimonials the idea of incorporating voice of client, all the rest of it into kind of everything you do. Yeah, like, um, like, how do you think about testimonials? Where's the value, you know, even down to um, how do you how do you turn that into use cases? How do you turn that into where it is on the website? How do you turn that into, you know, if, if you're if you're submitting to chambers and all the rest of it? Yeah, like, like, what, what do you do with that raw sort of uh, that raw sort of stuff? Because it, it 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 um somebody I was talking to somebody and you know they say like you know we get so much so much good voice of the client stuff and we we're doing our feedback sometimes it just it's hard to get it out like it's hard to like push it out to people so that they see it and then do it in a you know do it I guess in a in a in a thoughtful way in a way that sort of respects the client sure but also in an effective way so any tips around sort of getting that out um i guess we're talking about marketing certainly but i think we're we're, we're talking even more it's like it is a strategy idea about how to how to platform the client's voice maybe that's like a good way to put it i like it i like mm. that I love it. Um, and I think it's the right approach. So, so for me, it's funny when you were saying, you know, client testimonials, I'm thinking, oh my gosh, make sure you comply with the ethical disclaimer. It's my lawyer brain kicking in. I know, I know. Yeah, I think I think I think I've like just removed my lawyer brain, quite frankly, to completely, oh, but good for you. <laughs> The agility. Yes. Uh, so, so yeah, yeah. So how do you incorporate? So I actually do think it's bigger than just, you know, it, it is important, I think, when you can incorporate client voice into your external marketing, right? To, there's nothing better than having an amazing quote from a client that not only speaks, you know, something general that says, I, you know, this is an amazing firm, but actually speaks to why, right? Speaks to the differentiator as to why, um, why a firm is great. So that leads me to the kind of the broader point. I think mm -hmm. the client voice really helps with differentiation. And so understanding, you know, what your clients see about your firm that's different from the next law firm, right? I, I think that that's really powerful. And I think it could be used in multiple ways. So number one, I think uh, for morale, I think, again, I think talent is a very, on our two-sided marketplace theme, it is a very important uh, thing to share so that people know and lawyers know what, what's working also what's not working, right? Um, so I think for morale, I also think, for, again, for, for guiding your external and uh, communication strategy, I think knowing what clients value it can really help guide, well, all right, where are we going to focus our efforts with uh, articles or CLAs, right? So, so that sort of thing. So I think it can be really valuable in, in those two areas. Um, those are the two that, that come to mind and, you know, the ways that that I like to incorporate the voice of the client. Mm, I love it. I, uh, you know, when you were talking, talking about vision, I'm a very visual person too. So, so visual. Um, 
it's sort of, we come sort of full circle. Cause if you think about it, like when we started off this conversation, it was, it's basically brand is really a function of two things, like sort of what you think about yourself and how you want to think about yourself. And then what your clients sort of think about you as well. So if you think about it, you know, we've gone all the way down or that we've brought the circle all the way back, which is now, you know, like you, you're, you're getting, this is how you sort of develop something so that you can get the voice of the client sort of back and, and it meets sort of your, your aspirations. Did you actually, are you actually delivering your brand promise and, or do, do your clients think of you in a completely different way than you thought about yourself? You know, which, which is also, I guess, you know, fine. in in some sense, I, um, you know, I think, I think it's just like a perfect way to sort of like visualize this. And then again, to your other point, which is always pivoting, always sort of like, if, if reality doesn't meet your expectations for better or for worse, you know, are you incorporating reality in the form of voice and client back into mm-hmm. your brand promise, et cetera. So I don't know, I just see this beautiful sort of loop visual. You, you sort I of like it. with me here <laughs> on that. Would we be whiteboarding right now? I know, we I know. Totally. We would be drawing this. <laughs> totally, totally. I'd be going crazy. You know, that, uh, yeah. for, all, for all the meme people out there, you know, that crazy uh, from uh, yes. Always Sunny <laughs> Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Um, yeah, I'd be like, I'd be all over the uh, with the uh, with the crazy connections right now. But fun stuff. Okay, well, Valerie, I think we're coming to the end of the time. I got us in around 32 minutes here. So um, it's been incredible. I honestly probably, could talk to you for like an hour uh two hours maybe even more i know hopefully we'll see each other again soon but yeah you want to get us out of here nice and uh, nice and smooth any anything that you want to leave everybody with anything that you want to plug what's going on in the next couple of months you're going to be any place what's going on with the firm yeah let us let us know what's going on Oh, well, thank you. Well, first of all, thank you again, Ben. I obviously love talking about all of this and it's yeah. just so fun to always talk with you. Um, so yeah, really just gratitude for being here and for talking about the thing that I love. And uh, I just think, you know, just just for everybody who, who does what we do in legal marketing and strategy and business development, just to enjoy the journey and get uncomfortable, ask questions and just have fun. So yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. I love it. You know, growth mindset, growth mindset and get uncomfortable, right? Like what's the point? This is like, it's all the wild west anyway. Let's just go out there and try some stuff, you know, and like figure, figure things out. It's uh, it's really exciting. All right. Well, Valerie Brennan, thank you so much. Uh, for sitting down and being on the This Legal Life podcast. And thanks to everybody else for another episode uh, joining uh, us on this journey. It's all been very, very fun and we will be back very, very soon. All right, everyone, take care. We'll talk to you later. Bye, everyone.